Thank you, Lord. God is good. Amen. Whew. I needed that worship. That was good. Thanks for coming to be a part of that. That was good. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Set the tone. Thank you, Father. So we're Facebook Live in this, and uh, I'm recording it, so we'll have the podcast up uh, for those that weren't able to be here and you want to listen to it again. And uh, the live should be up on, the, on our Facebook Live web, or our Facebook webpage as well. Thank you, Lord. Anybody found out God's been faithful through all of this? All the time, amen. He just, he just takes care of his kids, amen. But it's important how we believe and how we think and how we talk. Did you know that? If we're believing and thinking and talking just like the world, guess what kind of results we're going to get? Just like the world, right? But when we talk like men and women of faith like we are, that God's got it, he's taking care of us, he's working out things for our favor, amen, we activate the spirit of God in our lives to do that. Isn't that awesome? So make sure we're staying consistent with what he's saying, Amen. So Pentecost Sunday, I thought it was appropriate and uh, felt like the Lord was leading us to go this direction to uh, start a series on the Holy Spirit. And uh, it's, been, uh, it's been a little bit of time since we've done this, so um, very appropriate timing anyway. But how many of you know the Holy Spirit is God? He is, he is as much God as God is and as God the Son is. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Amen? And so we can trust him. Amen? Notice I used that pronoun, him, right? Because he's a person, right? He's not an it. He's not a thing. It's not a what is it. It's a who is he, the Holy Spirit, when we're asking questions, right? So we got to discern this. We got to understand this. So turn with me, if you would, John chapter 14. How are my kids doing? Are they doing all right? Melinda, you doing okay? Yeah? Doing all right, Ellie? Awesome. Good, good, good. Kids are doing good. I think they're doing awesome. Thank you, Lord. All right, good, baby. <laughs> good deal. The title of this one, this start off is The Helper. Holy Spirit, he's the helper. That's how Jesus described him. Did you know that? He's the helper, amen? So John chapter 14, verse 16 says, and Jesus said this. He said, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. He's another helper. That means there's one just like him. Who was that? That was Jesus himself. He was the helper. He was helping the disciples. And he's, they were concerned about him leaving. And he said, don't worry about it. I'll pray the Father. And he will give you another helper. That word another is, is the same of like kind, the exact same kind. So you will recognize him because he's just like me. Amen? Now, it's not a coincidence that you're here this morning. Right? Not just because you were itching to see me again. And I love you for it. I love you for it. You're here because it was ordained for you to be here, for you to hear this message. You need to let this get inside of you. Do you hear me? This is important. This is a seed that will produce for the rest of your life good fruit in good ground if you will open your heart to it, okay? So I might say some things that, that you might not recognize or you might not have heard it this way before, but be open to it, amen? Because the enemy's job is to steal the seed before it gets into the soil of your heart. Your job is to cultivate the soil of your heart so it can't be stolen, Amen? So that's what we're doing. And there's a right time and a right place to be here, to understand that this is important for us. Because the Holy Spirit needs to work in us, right? And when he gives us messages like this, it's for a purpose, it's for a reason, right? A seed sown and planted will produce a crop that you will need in your future, right? So that means this is on purpose. This is intentional of him getting this into you because you're going to need to know this. Does that make sense? Thank you, Lord. There's a... Um, 
there's a little bit of, uh, I would call it protection that comes from knowing on this subject of the Holy Spirit, knowing his voice, knowing how he moves, knowing who he is. It's a protection for us as believers. When I drive out to Reardon, there's this house on this big bend of the turn before you get to Reardon. And there's this old farmhouse. And decades ago, everybody say decades. Decades Decades ago, the farmer had a good idea of planting several layers of trees and shrubs, right? And you can see this when you drive out to Reardon, right at this big turn, there's huge trees, and then there's medium trees, and then there's smaller trees, and then there's these huge shrubs. And he did this strategically because that's on the windward side. And so he created this perimeter around his house so that if you ever lived on the West Plains for very long, you know it's, when it's windy, it's blowing, right? And when it's blowing snow, it's even worse. So he created this shrub, this protection, this hedge on purpose. He planted it ahead of time and he's reaping the benefits of it for decades because of his forethought and his thinking. Do you see that? So right now we're sowing seed. This is not wasted time. This is good timing for you to plant and sow and watch crops grow and bud and bear fruit and become a protection for us. Amen? So that's what we're doing. We also have to understand this. The subject of the Holy Spirit is fought harder by our enemy, the devil, than any other subject. Any other subject. He fights the Holy Spirit. He fights the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. He fights the understanding of who the Holy Spirit is to be with us, to help us, to infuse us with strength and grace, and peace, and wisdom. He will fight this subject, tooth and nail. You know that, you know that expression? Just, he just, right? He fights it because he knows what it will do. It's warfare 101, right? You discredit the source, and then you promote false doctrine. That's what the enemy does. He discredits the source, and then he promotes false doctrine. There's teachings about the Holy Spirit that are very wrong right? Some of them have a lot of truth and a little bit of wrong, and it's just as tainted. Come on, we need to know the true picture of what the Holy Spirit is to us. Amen? We need to have a pure understanding of who he is. Amen? So these false doctrines are like this. You got the Holy Spirit when you got all the Holy Spirit you're ever going to get, you got when you were born again. You don't need any more. You got it all. That's not scriptural. That's not in the Bible. We are born of the Spirit, right? You can't get born again unless you have the Holy Spirit. But Paul and Jesus, and a bunch of the disciples said there's another experience with the Holy Spirit called being baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's another, another experience, another baptism. You hear me? This is, a, this is another event. So you do have the Holy Spirit when you're born again. You can't be born again without the Holy Spirit. But there's an infilling. There's a baptism in the Holy Spirit that is subsequent to being born again. There's another one that says you don't need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Those passed away with the disciples. They just use those to start the church. That's false doctrine. We are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. They are every bit alive and well today as they ever were. Amen? Amen. Amen. But it requires people to go after them, to pursue them, to desire the gifts. Amen? They're alive and well. Here's another one. Speaking in tongues is not for today. It has passed away. It was only for the disciples to start the church. Again, false doctrine. We've seen this all the way through Acts. They constantly prayed for people and helped people to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and to have the evidence of speaking in other tongues, praying in a prayer language. All right, we're going to go into more of that. Don't shut me down just because I said speaking in tongues in church. Come on. This is all in the Bible. I didn't write this. Not any. I mean, the only thing I wrote in here was my name. That's it. Okay? We're going to get into it. Just stay with me. Come on. You need this message. Remember I prefaced the whole thing? You're here on purpose. You need to hear this. This is important. 
The fourth one is the Holy Spirit uh, is a lower level of the Godhead. You know, you got God the Father, and then you got God the Son, and then you got God the Holy Spirit. They all function on the same plane. They are all together one. They are all together one. They are all God, and they have different functions. The Holy Spirit's in the earth for us. Jesus is at the throne of God at his right hand as our advocate. He's our intercessor, right? He's our lawyer. Amen? When the enemy says, they're guilty, I have the tape right here, plug it in, and it starts to play, and it's just blank. And he's like, what? And, and just blood, just erase the whole thing, Jesus' blood. It's gone. There's no evidence that you were ever wrong. Jesus is the best lawyer you ever had. He's our advocate, amen? And God's on the throne, amen? He's the Father, our loving, caring, beautiful, wonderful Father, Amen? The Holy Spirit, we can trust him. He's God. Amen. He was here in the beginning, right? He was here. The Spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep. And then God said, right? And we know Jesus was the Word. He was the Word in the beginning. He, he was with God and he was God. So all three of them have been around the whole time. But we have to know who the Holy Spirit is. Amen? It's important. It's important. Amen? So that verse, right, in, for, in John 14, says, I will pray the Father and he will give you another of the same kind of helper. Now look at this verse. Look at this closely. He says that he, come on, that's a male personal pronoun, right? That he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Do you see this? He is a he. He's a person. There's a There's a being. When God said, let us make man in our image, who was he talking to? He was talking to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So that means they embody very similar to what we embody, right? The Holy Spirit is not just this vaporless smoke that just mists around, right? We just get these these spooky, you know, he's like the wind. You can't see him. He's got a person. He's got a person. God said, let, let us make man in our image. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes, knees, and toes. <laughs> right? So we look a lot like our Father. We look a lot like the Son. We look a lot like the Holy Spirit. He is a He. He's a person. And He can exist everywhere, all the time, in every place. He never misses anything. Come on now, we can trust him. We can trust him. He's a good, he's a good, good Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. In the Amplified, it says that helper, right? You saw that word? He's going to give you another. Jesus said, I will give you another helper. That helper means comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby. Come on, he is here to help us fulfill the plan of God for our lives. To help us be victorious in every single area of our lives. To help us keep our head held high when we're just wading through the muck. To understand that he is, he is with us all the time. And this too, whatever we're facing, this too shall pass. Come on, we got to look to him and learn to rely on him and lean on him. He's a good, good part of the Godhead. He's a good Holy Spirit. And he's a gentleman and he loves us. And he's waiting for us to come to him and to engage with him, right? He's not going to bull his way in, fight his way in. He's just there. He's ready, willing, able. You can have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. 
Talk to him. Him talk back. Right? Ask him questions and hear the answer. Come on, he lives in you. And he knows everything about everything. Think about that brain capacity. He knows everything about everything. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes I go to the job site, and I, I'm working construction, if you didn't know that as well. So I do this, I do construction, pays the bills. Thank you, Lord. God is good. Love building stuff. And sometimes I'll take a child with me. And I have, on occasion, taken my little one, my, my four-year-old, right? And when I show up, ine- inevitably, somebody says, oh, you brought your little helper, or oh, you brought the boss. <laughs> and I always think, I'm so glad she's not the boss of me, <laughs> right? Because... Because kids need some discipline, amen? So parents, hear me. Your kids, when they're little, they need some discipline. Do not let them rule the roost over you. You understand? They need to understand their place in the hierarchy, right? Dad, mom, kids. There's a hierarchy, right? And they need to understand. They need to listen and obey and follow through. Is that true? This is just a little side. This is in the notes. This is a little extra for you. But you got, if you don't get on your kids young and teach them to be respectful and obedient and toe the line young, it gets harder as they get older. Anybody figured that out the hard way? Mm, yeah. So, so let me encourage you. Make sure you make your kids obey you. It's important. Okay. It'll help them with their jobs. It'll help them with their relationship with their heavenly father. When he says, I need you to do something, they say, yes, sir. Right? When they're in their work and they ask him to do something they don't want to do, they say, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Come on. These are important life skills. Let's learn them at home when they're two, three, four. Okay. So I bring my little helper, which is just a funny expression because she's really not there to help right <laughs> there's there's more distraction than there is actual help true? true so it's important that we recognize that but but for the kids um i did bring i did bring a little bit of a little bit of a helper here this is anybody anybody know this is maggie is this maggie can you say hi maggie Can you wave? Oh, there you go. Who else do I see out there? Oh, Everly. Hello. Uh, oh, look. How are you, Kelly? Good. She's good. Uh. So, um, Maggie, I wanted to ask you a question. Oh, there's some more. Wave, wave. Hi. Hi, kids. All good. Okay. So, uh, Maggie, I wanted to ask you a little question. Um, I wanted to find out uh, how good of a helper you are. Not very good. Why not? Why do you say that? Well, you have to help me. I have to help you? Yeah. Well, how do you, how, how do you figure? Well, you have your hand running my mouth. That's true. That's true. And um, you're running my hand. That's true. I'm helping with your hand. I'm doing all of that. Yeah. What else? Um, well, I'm, I'm almost as tall as you. That's true. That's true. So uh, what would happen if uh, maybe I brought you to the job site and you helped me? I couldn't do very much. That's, that's true. I probably couldn't do very much because both of my hands are running you. So you wouldn't be much of a helper, would you? No. So uh, do you think you should come to the job with me sometime and help? Mm, I, I probably could. But, but will you? Mm, probably not. <laughs> so um, can you think of uh, anybody else that might be a good helper for you other than me? Well, well, yeah, the Holy Spirit helps me. Oh, he does. He helps you. What does he do for you? Well, he's... 
he's in me and he, and he helps me do right things. Oh, he helps you do right things. Is that true? Well, that's good. So uh, I'm glad you learned that. Did you learn that in children's church? Yes. Yeah. Did you guys learn that in children's church too? Raise your hand if you learned that about the Holy Spirit. Did you? Oh, there's a whole bunch. Good, 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 good. Okay, well, um, since I can't keep doing what I'm doing, I'm going to ask you to uh, go back into the box. Is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. Okay, I'm going to set you down now. Bye, kids. Bye. Bye. Oh, don't judge the puppeteer. Okay. (laughs) That's just to help them get a little bit. Okay, everybody okay? Good. (laughs) Come on now, sometimes... We, we, uh, we call things help when they're not help. You know what I mean? And we're just encouraging and we're helping. But the Holy Spirit is a true helper, right? When I go to the job site, I don't know everything about electrical. I know enough to get by, but I have an electrician, and he knows a lot. And when he shows up, I can trust that he's actually going to do what I need him to do the right way. Do you know that? And, and in his field, like he knows that field. He knows it very well. And the Holy Spirit knows everything about electrical and everything about plumbing, right? And everything about flying and everything about cows and everything about lawn care. Come on, everything about teaching, everything, everything about everything. Did you know that? There is nothing that he doesn't know. So we can rely on him. He's our helper, even in your jobs, right? In dealing with your kids, right? In, in how to interact with your spouse, how to find somebody to marry, <laughs> He's a helper, amen? amen? He's a helper. And he wants to help us, but he will not bowl his way in. He's a gentleman. The Holy Spirit will always wait, patient as ever, to wait for us to say, okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. Amen? Can we do that? Let me just show you a couple more scriptures, and I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you, Lord. I want to show you something about the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus said, you shall receive power. Is it up there? Awesome. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Do you see that? He's come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. He is describing when the Holy Spirit comes into the earth, and he, and he comes upon the disciples, right? Because they were already sealed by the Holy Spirit. They had already made Jesus the Lord of their life. Once he was dead and raised and Jesus came to him and he said, and he breathed, he told them, he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Come on, that was the moment when they were born again, the disciples. They became born again because he was now a resurrected Lord. They could believe in his resurrection, his death, burial, and resurrection, right? They already believed he was the son of God and they became born again. Then he says, now the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, right? And with that, you're going to be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the end of the earth. Amen? So he says in John 16, he says this. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. And of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but, I, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. 
and he will tell you things to come, and he will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine, therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Come on, lots of he's, lots of him's. You see that? He's a person. We can trust him. But he's going to come unto us, and he's going to come upon us. Do you guys see that? So there's a dual work of the Holy Spirit that happens. In John chapter 4, it says that uh, the water, the water that I give him will become in him a well of water springing up into eternal life. The Holy Spirit, when we're born again, becomes a well of water. Everybody say a well. A well is something that's in you that you draw from, right? You have to, you have to pull that water out. It's in you. It's a part of you. It's in there, but it's a well of water. But then he says in John chapter 7, he says that uh, in verse 38, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now, river's different than a well, amen? A river flows, and guess what? Everything that it flows to, it's a benefit to. Did you know that? Come on, people downstream are using that for uh, watering things and drinking out of and taking care of stuff, washing stuff. The river continues to flow. It continues to flow. A well is something you draw out from the inside. A river flows up and out of you. These are these two events that Jesus is equating the Holy Spirit to water. He's saying there's a baptism that when you're born again, the Holy Spirit baptizes you into Jesus. That's the well of water, right? And then there's a river that springs forth and flows out of you to others. And this is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Amen? The Holy Spirit wants to do a work in us like never before. And on the day of Pentecost, this is one of the greatest days to celebrate that he came into the earth and he empowered the disciples. So when Jesus told over 500 people to wait for him, to tarry for him, 120 people stuck it out for the 10 days. But because they did, they were blessed with the Holy Spirit flooding into that room, filling them full, overflowing in capacity. And they burst out of there and 3,000 people got saved that very day. When the Holy Spirit wants to do something in us like never before. He wants to flow in us and out of us to others like never before. That the rivers of living water flowing out of us impact people downstream from us. Amen? Where they can draw from that and go, where do you get this joy? Where do you get this passion? Where do you get this hunger? Where is that from? It's from the Lord. It's from the Holy Spirit on the inside. Rivers of living water. Amen? Amen? So we get baptized into the Lord Jesus by the Holy Spirit when we're born again. His blood washes us clean. Thank you, Lord. Then we do a water baptism, right? That's what the tank's set up for. We're doing baptisms today. We, we of, our, of our own selves and our own confession, we say, I'm serving Jesus and I'm giving him my whole life. And I am symbolically laying down my life into the water like Jesus laid down his life. And then I'm being raised up to new life again. Amen? We're laying down our old self and our, own, our old ways and our own passions and desires, and we're letting them be crucified and buried, and then we're raised up to new life. Come on, this is, this is absolutely a spiritual thing, very symbolic. It's our profession of faith. This is the public declaration that we are serving Jesus, amen? Because you can get born again at home or the top of a mountain, right, or the bottom of a pit. All by yourself, you can get born again and go to heaven. But when we get water baptized, we're declaring our faith in him and saying, yes, Lord, have me, have all of me. Use me as you see fit. Amen? And then there's one more baptism, and it's being baptized in the Holy Spirit, right? Filled to the full, to the overflowing, just like we see in Acts chapter 2, in Acts chapter 10, in Acts chapter 19, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in other tongues. 
And there is more to say on that subject. So stick around. We're going to get into it. But you need to hear it. Amen? It's important for you to get this on the inside of you. It's important because it'll help you your whole life. Amen? Are you with me? Thank you, Lord. It's going to be good. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Um, the people that are getting baptized, if you need to change, go ahead and do that now. And then I'm going to pray for y'all, right? And uh, cover some business there. And then we're going to do a baptism service. So if you, if you can, if you have time to stick around and celebrate with us, stick around. This is a big deal to get baptized. Amen? Amen, amen. amen. Okay. Let me pray for you.